Did you know that Dr. Bronner's magic soap spent millions of dollars supporting the decriminalization of magic mushrooms in Oregon? I mean, you've probably seen their bottle. It's it's the one that's covered in like what seems like a million hippie messages promoting peace, love, and unity. So it might not come as a big surprise that since 2015, Dr. Bronner's has donated more than $23 million to drug advocacy and research organizations. In Oregon alone, they spent close to $3 million making sure measures 109 and 110 passed. And now, the company is offering their own employees coverage for ketamine-assisted therapy. So we thought maybe they would have some thoughts or advice as our state sorts out establishing the first psilocybin-assisted therapy program in the nation. So today on CityCast Portland, we're catching up with a cosmic engagement officer of the Dr. Bronner's Magic Soap Company. Yes, that's what he calls himself. CEO David Bronner and grandson of the company's founder. It's Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. David, thank you so much for making time for us. Yeah. Big fan of your soap. Uh, why do you think it's a good idea for your company's employees to use psychedelic therapies? Like, what are the benefits? that you've uh, researched and found? So the, the formal uh, offering that we uh, have made available to all Dr. Bronner's staff is ketamine-assisted therapy. Mm-hmm. As um, MDMA and psilocybin-assisted therapies gain uh, state and federal approval, then we'll be able to offer those formally. Mm-hmm. You know, ketamine's really been shown to help people in really depressed states it's pretty much the go-to in an emergency room. If you show up suicidal, they're going to hit you with ketamine. Oh, wow. My brother and company president, Mike Bronner, has struggled with depression. He's very open about it. He's gotten a lot of help from ketamine-assisted therapy. So he's, um, you know, through his own kind of experience, has also come to really believe in the healing power of these medicines. And traditionally, it was approved for as an anesthetic and in, like, a battlefield situation for acute trauma, they'll hit you with a you know real high dose of ketamine relative to a therapeutic dose. And it's generally understood to be really safe. And in the therapeutic realm, which is at a much lower dose, it can dissociate someone from neurotic thought loops, you know, kind of these like self-sabotaging stories we tell ourselves and um, addictive patterns of behavior and thought. And it can kind of like help break that, give you perspective. And, um, yeah, just uh, kind of give you an opportunity to lay down some more just helpful ways of being and relating to yourself and to the world and to others. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious because a lot of people, when they hear this, they don't know much about, you know, how therapy works and that it's assisted. People aren't just getting like special K off the street and you're just like, go have fun. Um, come back when you're feeling better. <laughs> like there's a process to this, right? Like there's actually yeah. a therapist there. Um, this has been FDA approved. There have been year long studies and uh, their results, um, which is why people do this. Uh, so there's a special like health plan that you are signing everybody up. Is it Anthea? Yeah, and we, we made the eligible uh, qualifications pretty broad. So it's not just clinical depression, but you know various anxiety disorders as well as um, adjustment disorder, which is kind of the catch-all of you're going through a tough time, right? Um, and, and just need some help, right? 
And it's not just the therapy that your company is uh, providing. I mean, here in Oregon, you spent close to $3 million maybe supporting measures 109 and 110. 109 was the uh, psilocybin therapy and 110 was de decriminalizing certain street drugs. But mm -hmm. that's not all. I mean, it's just kind of amazing. Dr. Bronner's has been giving um, close to 45% of all its profits to these types of causes nationwide. And your family still pretty much owns the entire company. Like, how did your company decide, like, yep, this is this is our decision. This is what we're doing. This is what we're rallying against. This is more important than a lot of other things. Well, um, my grandfather, Dr. Bronner, his his passion and, and, and mission and vision in life was to unite the human race across religious and ethnic divides. His parents were killed in the Holocaust. The Nazis Aryanized our, our soap factory there. He saw in a nuclear armed world that if we don't realize this transcendent unity and we're all children of the same divine source, that in the next Holocaust, we're going to all perish in a nuclear armed world. And that's what the label's all about. He's basically trying to show spiritual giants of all the different faith traditions, all resonating on this one love frequency. And um, But the but the DNA of the, of the company is a nonprofit in that all profits that we don't need for the business are dedicated to the causes and charities we believe in. That 45% of our profits are using for philanthropy. Yeah. Half of that is in has been in recent years, just because of the cultural moment we're in, has been dedicated to drug policy reform. But we we do a lot of work on regenerative organic agriculture and income inequality and community betterment. It's like we got a big portfolio and we support a lot of veteran organizations. And you hear just the, the life-saving accounts of veterans in particular uh, that's um, been a kind of crucial um, advocacy population that, that can really is really making this bipartisan. I mean, that's been crucial to our success. So we want to see like all the allies come in and really help heal us up and open our hearts and minds and make a much more hopefully compassionate, less, less judgmental society and really start engaging on the mega social and environmental problems we're facing we can get more and more people to give a shit in the first place. Right. That's going to help everything else. So David, uh, I'm imagining there's a lot of industrial equipment used in, in manufacturing soap. Um, do you do drug testing at Dr. Bronner's? I'm just curious, like, is there specific drug testing that you guys do or like, how does that go? Yeah. You have to test over a certain level of THC in the blood or you're fired. No, 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 I'm joking. Um, no, obviously we don't allow um, any any drug use um, prior to or at work unless, uh, you know, it's medically related. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about cannabis, which is the most often uh, what is found in the blood because it persists, I think, up to two weeks after you, you smoke. So it has like nothing to do with impairment. And um, is a real like not good way of assessing if someone's impaired. So we don't do any drug testing. Um, I mean, we if we, you know, if we think you're impaired, we'll we'll send you home. And it hasn't come up at all where you're just like, this is an issue. Uh, no, I mean, we got good employees, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people are battling their things, but they aren't bringing them to work. So yeah. Okay, let's take a break here. When we come back, uh, let's talk about the roadblocks Oregon companies might face trying to implement these more uh, progressive types of therapies.
if any companies were listening and they're just like, this sounds interesting, what he's saying is making sense. Like, what were some of the roadblocks that uh, you came across when you were trying to set it up? It was pretty smooth. I think um, really? the fact that my brother had personally experienced a benefit and that my mom, who's more conservative, just wants to see our son happy and, and healthy and saw the benefit firsthand. It was not uh, very difficult to extend that benefit to all staff. I mean, I think the, the main roadblock is it just wasn't available up until Anthea came on the scene. There was no way to like, you know, how do you offer this as a benefit? Um, mm-hmm. So they kind of solved that. Then it was like a no brainer. Right. When psilocybin therapy does get implemented, would you pay for that as well for your employees? Yeah. You know, that's interesting because now Oregon is implementing. So I think we we need to figure something out. Yeah. You know, how to take advantage of a state program. And um, yeah, and I think we're working hard in California to decriminalize the medicines and then implement a therapeutic program. But, uh, you know, we can always send our staff up to Oregon. <laughs> well, you already have staff here, so that works out yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, they're all set. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting that you put so much like so much effort into decriminalizing here in Oregon, even though California, where you're you're based and the company's based out of, hasn't really had much movement in that front. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's generous. Um, but are you, are you also seeing what you could do in California? Like I'm sure there's wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Senator Scott Weiner, he, he introduced legislation last year. Unfortunately it was, um, torpedoed in a committee maneuver at the last second, but we'd actually got it through the Senate and almost to a floor vote on the assembly. We had the votes to send it to the governor's desk. Um, We're we're feeling really good this year that we're going to be able to navigate it. Um, And uh, okay, my my dog's clackety clacking. It's okay. (laughs) But but, uh, yeah, so, but as far as Oregon, like the, you know, this is a national cause and, you know, whatever state is like ready to break through is uh, that's where we're going to focus. And then that's going to help all the other states, including California, and if you look at like gay marriage and that that trajectory, you know, it's a state by state strategy. That's pretty much a game plan. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. I mean, I know DC, you also help DC uh, with measure 81, I believe. Um, Both of the measures that passed uh, in Oregon, 109 and 110, have been quite controversial. uh, And a lot of people aren't happy about either of them. And it's not just like the conservative naysayers. It's actually people, the proponents are just like, it's not happening fast enough. Um, We're not getting clear direction of what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know if you heard, but there was a, there was a shroom house opened up illegally downtown and they were just selling shrooms for months before anyone kind of just picked up what was going on. And then like local media was like, uh, you can just buy shrooms now. And then of course the the cops shut them down. But a lot of people were just like, why can't they? (laughs) So, um, I'm sure you're following this. Like, what are you seeing in the way that things are being implemented? Like, what's your feedback? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, ideally at some point people will be able to, you know, get psychedelic medicines and uh, in in a way that is safe and provides guidance. Um, mm-hmm. Like, even if you are going to, like, take them in your own home, you've got, you know, when you buy those mushrooms of, of a standardized potency, they're accompanied by literature talks all about best practices about set and setting and 
and you know the problem with like shroom houses there was nothing there's no guidance so i think that you know that that's the main problem with that kind of thing and that's also illegal i mean that's that's not 110 or 109s yeah problem. exactly but but I mean, as far as implementation, I mean, 109 is it's on track. So, you know, hopefully the first cohort of uh, clients are going to get served here and before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the first the, the training programs are starting to graduate facilitators and um, we're hopeful that we're going to see like a real equitable program. And um, all that said, we actually I'm also part of the Plant Medicine Healing Alliance there. And we've been working with Portland City Council to uh, decriminalize medicines and allow for home grow and sharing and people to sit for each other and churches to flourish like ayahuasca churches and you know a lot of the healing that can happen in these kind of more community healing contexts as well. And then as far as Measure 110, yeah, I mean there's just a lot of bureaucratic messiness here and funds not being delivered in a timely way to where they should go and stuff, but. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the pol- you've got the right policy and we just need to see, you know, give it hopefully another couple of years um, as, you know, treatment services do ramp up and, you know, you get that kind of 360 care for individuals. And I mean, Portland's not unique or Oregon that, I mean, the fentanyl crisis, while a lot is being blamed on 110, that arrived before 110 was implemented. And right. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's a nationwide crisis here. And we need a different approach. But yeah, I think we're in a difficult moment. I think we just got to give the people doing the good work, you know, some more time here to make sure it implements in a good way. Gotcha. Now, um, we're going to wrap up with some listener questions. There's not that many because you actually answered a lot of theirs already. But uh, Jake, a reader of our newsletter and listener, wants to know, how do you see opportunities for brands to engage in cultural conversations in meaningful ways, like for advocating for causes in real life versus just making a social media post? Because your your company does it so well. Like you, you put your money where your mouth yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, it just really comes down to like the commitment. I mean, it's it's uh, companies can engage meaningfully on different causes and efforts and provide meaningful support to charities, or they could do just kind of superficial things and market the crap out of it and look like they're doing it. And uh, yeah, I think we show that, you know, that you can be out in front on some pretty controversial things and do very well and more or less be generally appreciated. Not that we don't have our detractors and people upset at us pretty much all the time about whatever we're doing. But, uh, you know, by and large, we're um, doing really well and um, getting a lot more love than hate. Cool. So the last question also from Jake is, do you have any openings for jobs? The free treatment sounds amazing, <laughs> exclamation point. Uh, yeah, right on. <laughs> Jake wants you to hire him. Jake, yeah, is that there? Well, well, right on, Jake. Uh, yeah, if you want to uh, uh, go to our employee, I guess, uh, drbronner.com, wherever the right link is for our open <laughs> positions. Yeah. You're so sweet. And now for your microdose of news. Last week's snowfall and frigid temperatures shone a spotlight on Portland's lack of warm spaces for the city's homeless, with nearly 850 people seeking shelter. But the crisis did lead to one innovative solution. The Lloyd Center Mall became an impromptu overnight warming shelter. County officials say 100 people slept in a mall corridor Friday night and then in the vacant Marshall's department store Saturday. 
Meanwhile, a city commissioner, Rene Gonzalez, stood by his controversial decision to ban the departments he oversees from distributing tents to homeless Portlanders. And MVP rumors are swirling around the Blazers' Damian Lillard after another record-breaking game on Sunday night. Dame scored 71 points all by himself against the Houston Rockets. Now, that's a single-game career high for the superstar. Dame became the Blazers' all-time leading scorer in December, breaking Clyde Drexler's record. And after this most recent game, he scored over 19,000 points with the team. For even more local news and events, sign up to our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>